do at TalkCare Lotus today is that we've had a few weeks of switching from uh, how to listen to God to following God, and then talking a little bit today about what following God actually looks like. And I wanted to talk, tell you a little bit of a story that has me and my sister. Now, the thing is, is that when I was in college, my sister was in high school. Now, we were both driving at the same time, but this was really like a long, long time ago. It was a really backwards, really difficult time. You see, if you wanted to watch a movie, you had to actually leave your home. And you had to go to this place that had these boxes, okay? We call them cassettes. And these things, cassettes, they had like tape that would play like movies and stuff. And so you would take them, you'd have to go to the place that was called a, 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 block, a Blockbuster, I think was the name, I think. And you take them from this place, this store, and you put them in another box called a VCR, okay? And, and you actually had to rewind them. It was very strange. Um, now, here's the worst part about it, though, is if you went to this Blockbuster, and they didn't have one of those boxes there for you to rent, you couldn't watch the movie. I know! Oh my goodness, it was like, oh man, this was like a difficult time, third world nation kind of stuff right there. I don't even know how we survived, but somehow, somehow we made it through. And the thing is, is that my sister and I, we were going to go rent one of these cassettes, and we were caravanning down to Blockbuster. I have no idea why. Maybe she was like, I want to drive, because... You know, I mean, that's what you get excited about whenever you're younger, right? And so we're driving down, and she's following behind me. And we were coming up to a, to a light, and that light was yellow. And it was definitely yellow for a moment or two. And I really needed to go ahead and stop, because it was definitely going to turn red. But I looked behind me, and I swear, my sister is this far from my bumper, okay? Now, I'm sorry, high schoolers. I love you. I don't need to be ageist in any way. But you haven't been driving long enough for me to trust you to not be, to be able to stop with that much of a warning. So I'm like, there's no way. There's no way I'm stopping at this moment. So I pushed through that yellow, which was probably a little orange. And my sister definitely ran it as a red, for sure. And we finally get over to the blockbuster. She gets out of her car. She's like, why in the world did you run through that yellow light? I'm like, because you're a maniac, is why. And she, okay, so if she ever listens to this sermon, all right, you, you really were just that close, I promise. It was, it, was, it was a bit much. So, but that's the thing is that oftentimes following somebody can be harder than we oftentimes think. Okay? The idea of what it is to be close, but also to realize that you need to see where you are going. And that's a bit about what I want to look at with three people today. And the first one I wanted to talk about was Samuel. Now Samuel was a young boy. His mother wasn't able to have any kids. And so what happens is that she asks God and says, If you were to give me a child, I will dedicate that child to you. So Samuel, being a, a, a young boy, ends up going to live in the temple with the priests. So at this point in time, he's a very young kid, but one night he ends up hearing God calling his voice. But he doesn't know who it is. He's not used to this. And he goes to Eli because Eli at the time was a high priest. Now you need to know something about Eli. 
Eli, he had been serving as priest for such a long time, but his sons turned out to be really terrible people. You see, the thing is that when making a sacrifice, you're supposed to give the meat over, and it's going to be Instead, you see, this was back in the days when there was no such thing as cholesterol, so you could eat all the fat that you wanted and it didn't matter, right? That, that's totally how it works, right? Cholesterol didn't exist before the last century, right? Okay, yeah. Well, with it, though, is they were like, no, you've got to give us some of the meat in advance so we can roast it. The good fatty parts, you know, like the part that you're kind of like watching it drip from the barbecue, right? The part where you're like, I shouldn't eat it, but I'm totally going to. Yeah. That was the thing, is that they were saying, no, you have to give us that. And so not only were they sinning against what God wanted, but they were causing other people to feel like the sacrifice, the offering is not important. God doesn't matter, because you can take whatever you want. But even more than that is that they were also being promiscuous with some of the women that were there working in the local area. They were setting a terrible example with the offerings, but also with their own uh, their own personal lives. And God had told Eli, this is not acceptable, and your family is going to be cut off from the priesthood. But there is Samuel, this little boy, and he's hearing from God, and Eli realizes that that's who's speaking to him. He says, go hear what it is that, and say, Lord, your servant is listening. How scary is that? To realize that God is working and speaking in you. And it's up to you that you're supposed to listen. Then what's even harder? God tells Samuel to tell Eli that his family is being cut off. How would that be to know that you're going to have to go to the person that you are respecting and learning from and have you to speak and tell them something that they're not going to want to hear? That's one of the things about following God. Is that oftentimes we find ourselves in difficult places that we don't want to have to go forward with. Because you have to not only be learning from the people who are older than you and more learned, but then there are times where you also have to speak the truth to people when you wonder who am I to say this? I mean, I'm a little bit of a whippersnapper. I don't have that much gray hair in my head. I know that there are times and places where I have to do and say things that are difficult. Question, if there's a time when I or somebody else has to say, you're going down the wrong path, would you listen? How difficult is it to sometimes say what someone needs to hear? See, there's more than that. Is that Samuel speaking those words to Eli? was confronting him with something he already knew. See, one of the things that's hard about it is that sometimes our saying it, even if we feel like maybe they already know, maybe it's something they don't want to hear, is that sometimes it's that moment when their guard is down and they finally listen. That sometimes being the person to say it is needed because you're the only one that they can hear it from. Little boy who has no God in him. And he's the one that God is speaking. But it's more than just Samuel. We're also
listening to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist is uh, you know, listening, watching that um, uh, Chosen video series, the shows and everything, and they always talk about him called uh, Crazy John. And that's really, in many ways, John the Baptist. He's living in the middle of nowhere, and he's wearing, like, this skin. I mean, I, I, I get that leather comes from a cow, but if, you, if I came in here wearing the hide of a deer just raped over me, I mean, you'd be a little bit concerned. It's like a kind of a Lady Gaga moment here or something like that, right? And the thing is that there he is, tying around with some belt, walking around with, mm, and eating whatever he can find, little things that are hopping along the ground. Do you ever see me going out and trying to eat locusts along the side of the road? Just come check on me. Maybe I have a fever or something like that. It does not sound like a good idea. But this is the guy. Why was he like that? He was like that because he was called to be different. There were times he was never allowed to drink. This wasn't a, I have a personal decision I don't feel like doing. No, no, no. To be the prophet he was supposed to be, he was never supposed to drink alcohol. That would put a crank on the brewery nights. Definitely. I, it, it just would be. It just would be. How many times, though, would we be willing to let something go because we know it's getting between us and God? Or more than that, how many times are we willing to be just a little bit different? The times when we know that we could just kind of keep your mouth closed and act like everybody else and be like everybody else and somehow blend in, you know, everything's going to be okay, but you also know that you may be the only person in that place and in that time saying what someone needs to hear from God. What uh, we come, as we're coming toward Lent in about a, a month, we're looking toward potentially letting something go for six weeks, fasting from something. When's the last time you fasted? I did a juice cleanse about five years ago. Worst three days of my life. <laughs> no, I thought it was okay, but beyond that, though, would we be willing to do what is needed to separate ourselves? Because let's be honest, we don't eat because we're hungry most of the time. We eat because we're bored. We eat because it's there in front of us. We eat because somebody marketed it to us really, really well. We are driving down the road. Well, that looks good. I'll just drive over here. How many things do we place between us and hearing from God? That also then leads to the person that John was pointing to, our third person, Jesus. See, there are two parts that I want to point out about Jesus. One was being baptized by John the Baptizer, and the other part was his going out into the wilderness. See, here's the thing, is that Jesus He's saying to John, I need you to baptize me. Imagine your hero coming and asking something of you. And all John is able to say is, no, 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 I'm supposed to be baptized by you. And Jesus says, no, this is how it's supposed to be. This is the right way to do it. Because now he's instituting the entrance into the kingdom for both Jews and Gentiles. This is the beginning of how others will be brought into the church. He's supposed to get it started. And isn't that the case with us oftentimes? Is how many things do we think about that we say, oh, I, I, I don't really need that. Uh, I, you know, that's not really something. I don't really need to go through this part. We do that with, with so much of our, of our own studies, but also even our accountability. 
the times when we know that we need people in our life to hold us in check. Not just to, to check on us and make sure we're okay, but also say, hey, you know, that probably wasn't the best idea. Not because they're angry at us or they hate us in some way, but because they genuinely love us. But so many times that we don't think we need that. So many times when we back away from our groups and classes and the, the people that we need the most, or even more than that, what about the times whenever we are stepping in and saying, I don't need to do this because someone else did it. I, I, I keep asking Linda, it's like, do you have you know, people for the food bank? And that's the thing with it, I'm happy to go. I just want to make sure that everybody else has spots to go in. Because I'll go some other time. There are so many times where we say, you know what, I don't need to do this, somebody else is going to do it. You know, like we have people who take care of the grounds here, and they do a great job, and it's amazing, and I'm really glad we have them doing it. So then does that mean that we should never have a work day, we should never come here and take care of things ourselves? Or maybe we pause and say that if we did, we might talk to each other more, might be good to get out there and work with your hands, but also to physically connect with the place where you worship. Because we're spending so much time in our heads saying, oh, we don't need to do that. Instead of saying, no, but we get to do that. And I want to lead that also to what Jesus is doing in the time of the wilderness. You see, the, the temptations always struck me as strange. What's such a big deal about bread? You see, this was also back whenever cars didn't exist, so, you know, there were, yeah, there were no gluten-free diets or anything back then, okay? Um, if you loaded up with gluten, you just loaded up. But with it, though, is we end up seeing that Jesus is being tempted to, to make these stones into bread. Jesus is out there for a reason. We don't know what it is that the Spirit is communicating to Jesus. Jesus says, no. 
because in reality he's going to need to give up his self. That's in so many ways where we find ourselves. You see, we end up looking at what it is to follow God, and we keep waiting for the times when, okay, I feel complete peace about this. Everything feels like this is exactly the way it's going to go. When in reality all we're doing is just saying, well, that's the easiest way. So I'm going to hope that that's it. And yet God is calling us to take time with Him. To let go of the things that distract us. To spend time in and among the people who are going to draw us closer to Him. The times when we say, I don't need that, being the very times when He's saying yes to you. What is it right now that you realize has been pulling you away? What is it that you've been running away from because you think it's just a little too hard or a little too much? And then pause and ask, God, yeah, is this the direction that God is leading me? See, that's the thing, is that following is not easy. We can oftentimes end up taking the pride away. Let's be honest, our kids and our future and the ones who are younger than us, if they do all the dumb things that we did, maybe they do, maybe we just don't talk about them very much. And sometimes we're afraid of saying, hey, don't do this knowing very well, yeah, I did that. But that's the thing about God. That God does not place us here to speak truth because we've got it down perfectly. God calls us to speak truth saying, I'm just as much of a sinner as you. And I'm telling you what I know God has had to say to me. So this morning, I don't speak to you as people that I think have it all together. And I also don't speak to you as somebody who pretends that he's got it all together. But instead, what I say is that there are times where the times when I've known I've been loved the most are the times when people did what was difficult to reach me. And I invite you to do what is difficult to reach others as well. Thanks to you, God.